Welcome in to the Vinyl Community Podcast. Freestyle. Freestyle it is. All right. So, so I got a question for you guys. It's happened to me already like three times in a row. And you reach out to a Discogs person for pictures. Thanks. And it's like radio silence. Did you specify what pictures you were asking for? Yeah, even <laughs> <laughs> just check. <laughs> <laughs> just check. <laughs> <laughs> hey, <laughs> and, and so you don't get a response? Is that is that nothing? The, is, nothing. Yeah. Really? Well, so well how many, uh, I don't know if it's then. if they realize that they've in a incorrectly listed the uh the album and not bother because in the past i have gotten pictures uh and it's weird whenever someone reaches out to me for pictures or a question or a record i always try to respond um i don't know how often it's happened to you guys have you have you ever name dropped the name uh, jason rojas and in, in the, uh, the the uh, email and say yeah, I, I, I am very close friends with jason rojas the most hated man in the vc <laughs> well i mean it depends like that hasn't happened to me like it depends on their rating like how many you know if they're in the thousands they'll respond back to you like on discogs or or even ebay you know but if that number is like zero or blank like i took a risk on a person who had the cover for a record of a very rare record, just the cover. And he had no ratings whatsoever, but they actually got back to me and I was like, man, well, okay, I'm going to take the plunge on $50 for this cover, you know, and I did it. Okay. And then the, when the cover came through the mail, I was, I was stunned. I mean, of course I gave them a great you know, rating, but I was, whoa. No way, Jose. Well, you obviously you obviously didn't get it from Rhino because you said it came in great shape. So, (laughs) (laughs) listen, Rhino, if you're watching, I mean, this is the move. And actually, you know, actually, now that I say that out loud, David, if if people have been watching the Concert Buddy YouTube channel, I've probably talked about this. When that album, The Cars Rhino, sold out. I got a lead that they were in Canada. Canada. Yeah, in Canada. And you know what? Canada used the life jacket. They did, now that I remember. Yeah. So this so they they have it in their capabilities. Why was Canada so progressive? And our US counterparts were just like, oh, Justin Justin Trudeau. That's why. Well, I, I've gotten burned by that Arnaldo when I've even people I know, like uh, like shops and stuff. I've sent a note to, uh, and if Travis is still here, this is a Travis win over me. Is uh, one of our friends has a shop in, in Hillsborough, Illinois, and they had the uh, Nirvana Bleach, the second pressing, but it's really the same metalwork. Uh, so it's the black album, not the the white uh, variant. And uh, they posted it at a very good price, and I just sent a quick note, and I was like, "Hey, can I just get a little more information?" And Tra- Travis didn't care. He just jumped in. And he's like, "Mine." <laughs> and so, so he totally snaked me, and good for him. He was he was doing he was doing when I gave him a lot of L's in 2023. So I it was it was just time to give me one. <laughs> but uh, but but anyway, I've been burned waiting for that feedback. That wasn't the first time. That's just yeah, you know, fun story. But yeah, I've well, done well yeah. nothing's nothing's worse when you get the email from Discogs your want list. And you see the one you're looking for, you click on it, it's gone. It's like, oh. yes, it's, oh, it's there. Let yeah. me get it. 
And then, sorry, the product is no longer here. The listing is gone. It's a dagger. I wonder how long they wait before you get that email. I don't know. I mean, I keep seeing, I keep seeing the same records in that list. Like, hmm. it's on from my want list. They're always showing the same records. And I would say that it was, I get it every day. So, I don't know, maybe really? yeah, they do. Yeah. They probably have an overnight algorithm, you know, that runs program. Yeah. Oh, you guys don't get uh, how I've, got, how I've gotten it rarely. I've, I've first of all, it, how big is your want list? About 150. <laughs> records. Okay. Well, you should be uh, either they're very, very rare. On all they're, going, they're going in my junk file. I need to check. Uh, either they're very rare and they never come up, but I get them daily. Oh, I don't get them. Yeah. Daily. Brandon, what were you going to say? Oh, no, I was just saying I, I can relate to that story you were telling earlier, um, you know, because there was one time when that Seal album popped up and I emailed the guys, like, can I get some pictures? And I mean, it was just absolutely fantastic. And so he had best offer on there and I emailed him back and I was like, the pictures look fantastic. And I was like, look, I'm not even going to wheel deal or whatever. Just tell me what the best offer is, whatever price you say, done. And so I'm waiting for the reply. And it sold oh, out sorry, somebody bought it. Oh, it absolutely oh, happened to me too. I forget what the record was, but I I was chit chatting and trying to line up a good deal. And yeah, it, literally, we had worked out a deal. Like literally, he had agreed. He said, "Yeah, this price." I said, "Done." He's like, "Cool, pay me." I was going to pay him, and it was gone. And so I sent him a note. And I'm like, "Dude, I'm trying to pay you, and it's gone." And he goes, "Oh, I'm sorry. It must have already sold." Because because he ch- this is what happened. He changed it. We agreed on the price. I'm going to make it up. Say he made it thirty five dollars. Uh, he changed it, and then somebody went right to it and bought it. He could have canceled. He could have canceled. He could have. Arnaldo, you're dead right. He could have <laughs> canceled. It honored your price. And if he yes, and if he had uh, integrity, if integrity was a muscle in that guy, he would that have. That should be a topic of the next round table. <laughs> Integrity <laughs> is well, well, actually, not a bad idea. Some of the integrity marks. Hang on, let me, let me write that one down. Integrity in the VC. This, this, that could be. We could do a whole series. We may have to do a twenty-four hour live stream talking about that one, George. I hope right. Anyway, yeah. I, oh, I was so sad. I wish I remembered the record. I think I ended up getting it. Um, but it was still like, I was so, like you said, Brandon, I was so happy. I thought I was locked in and then literally went to pay and it was gone. And I was like, you've got to be shitting me. Like, give me a break. Sad story chance. I had a similar story before the end of the new year and I'll show the record too. So let me see if I can. Oh, hang on a second. Making you big. Let's go. So what do we got? If you can see this, this is together. And then you can see Ralph and McCarty and then things called Henry's Coming Home. Mm-hmm. Now, if you don't know this, Ralph, it's Keith Ralph and Jim McCarty. They're part of the Yardbirds. Right. Paul Samuel right. Smith was the bass player. So before they broke up the band, they tried to do a very Simon and Garfunkel route. Now, this record does not pop up like on eBay or uh, Discogs. It showed up on Discogs and... Um, I had a similar thing chance the guy had it and I wrote him immediately like yo uh, how can we uh, work out a deal for this record and stuff and uh, he took it off and I was confused I was like oh man did somebody buy this and he wrote me back no I took it off for you man I'm ready to make this deal and I cried with joy (laughs) (laughs) that was lucky chance I don't know so here it is 
this uh and it's very like simon and garfunky if you don't know like maybe i can post the youtube link but it's it's a rare artifact you know before they decided to end the yard birds hmm. i like it nice that's when we go congratulations hang on i don't think i have a drop for that let's see do i have a congratulations drop i don't think so so i'm going to substitute that one jason with this one waiting for the ooh. <laughs> <laughs> actually that may be coming soon i've been i've been wait, i've been wondering if i should make that one uh, but we have we have some new drops i know people have said they really enjoy the drops and you know we've got this we've got a few new ones we're going to test out throughout the uh, the situation we've got this one you are disgusting so we've got i mean arnold this is one of my favorites who i'll be meeting in a couple months Oh, hang on. We've got new blood in the water, and this is the the man from North Carolina, the one, the only Elliot Cruz. Elliot, hey, Elliot. what's going hey, on? Hey, buddy. How you doing? How are you? Yeah. Well. Elliot, are, are you here to report how 2023 sales of VD and the VC went? I'm, I'm waiting. Through the roof. Since I ha- hired uh, – Summer Jones, you know, Summer oh, oh, yeah, Jones. Oh, yeah, back to Summer Jones. Yeah, okay. okay so I hired her, out. and, man, something she's doing with those contacts she's making is just paying off big time. And, and VD is spreading all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> Elliot, I, I would say congratulations, and I'm sorry at the same time with that comment. <laughs> well, what's happening is you, we've got everybody totally confused about that. I'm sure. This is, yeah, let me clarify. Is. This is a running a running gag. Elliot has a very pyramid scheme idea of, of an idea. Elliot, if you want to give us 30-second pitch, then people will be caught to speak. Wait, 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 wait. First, let me correct this, Chance. Let me correct this. It Please. is not a pyramid mid uh It is not pyramid scheme. It is a pyramid opportunity i'm sorry words words matter yes. and, and i'm sorry novice yes. nick's joining us too not nick how are you i'm good how's everybody hey, good to see you so elliot run, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a running joke i've got about a about a a, a club i've started because everybody's got go. some way to make money off the the vc now and so this is my <laughs> attempt to make money Vinyl oh, right. Are you selling mugs, pillows, you know? <laughs> no, no, no. What I will do is, I don't want to go through all of it. It'll take too long. But you, I send you records, and then you resell them. So I'm your supplier is what it boils down to. Oh. Vinyl directions. Send you records. Oh, I hear some echo on who is must Nick. Is that Nick. you? Must be Nick. Echo, echo, Uh-oh. echo. Now, hang no. on. Now, listen, no. you know, I, since I spent the big bucks, that means we can have a really full dais, and it doesn't get bigger than the king, the champion. VD. 25, no, not a VD. I, I mean, maybe we'll ask him when he comes up. But We got Lube? Uh, the, the man, the myth, the legend, the champion of the 24-hour ah. game. Yeah, we got GB. Lube. The GBs. <laughs> the marathon man. Marathon man. How are you, George? Doing fine. Thanks for having me on, everybody. Uh, hello, and I wanted—I know everybody on here, but I just want to say, Brandon, uh, Mr. Hall of Fame, love your show. Been watching you for a long time. You're a good, dude. Love watching you. Oh, appreciate it, man. Thanks so much. Thank you so you. much. 
We're going to call George FTD because those are some serious flowers he just gave you, Brandon. I think that Absolutely. was really nice. <laughs> yeah, it's no, great to see everybody up. <laughs> and happy New Year, wow. kids. Happy New Year. Indeed. We really appreciate it, man. Absolutely. Good to see everybody. Yeah. I, see, I see Paul Psychoplatters is in. I, I, I can't see his comment on the YouTube versus the Facebook, but I'm good to see uh, he's here. Good to see you, sir. Oh, hang on a second. Jason Arsenal has really got it. Elliot, would you consider this? Jason Arsenal, an emerging channel in the vinyl community, says VC sex toys in untapped market. How do you respond? I'll get some or own it. I say tap that. I think the first one should be called the subwoofer. <laughs> well, well, this brings up an interesting point because I was I was a part of the uh, the panel on George Borden's uh, marathon session, and we, we were having a very spirited conversation with Novice Nick, and, and Novice Nick, uh, he really informed us or enlightened us or or scared us. With his affinity for Astroglide. Was it Astroglide? It, it, it was your process. What can I say? Oh, <laughs> oh, oh. Now, Brandon, you can appreciate this because you have a process when you receive records and how you, you know, you clean them, you file them. Like, you, this is who I'm – I have to give credit to Brandon. Big time. Because he, he has discipline and he has, like, this is how he intakes records. I'm trying to mirror Mr. Hall of Fame's process. But mine's a little different, and you know, I, I give mine a nice lavender bath. I was explaining it to him, Brandon. I don't know what these guys are bath uh, bomb. Yeah, we yeah we had like you know some some bath salts, and you know we 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 turn down the lights, and we we play a little Yanni, we play a little Enya, and you know because we, we really want to. It's like you know having a baby in the bathtub. You really want its its arrival into the collection into my shelves to be a very wonderful experience. And I got so I couldn't. Novice Nick was like, you know, bringing up Astroglide. I forgot who it was out. George, maybe remember, but it was, it was, it was, it was a very, it was a, as a high and low. Mark. Okay. It was it's a slick fun. evening. Doesn't that bathroom thing uh, happen in the bathtub after, it, yeah, after you have something in you? The the the, 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 uh, the chance was there bagpipes involved? No bagpipes. The, sure. This, bagpipes. This, the okay. astonishment to all on the uh, panel at the time was that. Nick just happened to have in oh. arm's reach <laughs> every possible kind of lubricant you could ask for. It's called prep work. It was and it was he, it was it was very and impressive at the same time. Yes. It's like he, he it's reached like Jason over and reaching up. for every record that we mentioned. He just reaches over and there it is, yeah. right? Yeah. He was the Jose Moreno of, of lubricants because Nick literally George is right. You would Life see his arm good. vanish and then here would come Astroglide and then his other arm would vanish and it would come, I don't know. Life is good. He capped it off with Astroglide. Astroglide was the final one. That, he, he that was, was like the yeah. And I'm like, and I was saying to you know, it's funny as I was saying to myself, he's got everything but Astroglide there. <laughs> and then, bam, because like and all those other ones it. could have been household things that you might use for other stuff. <laughs> but then, ba bam, Astroglide, and it's like, okay, now we know where this is going. I'm a man that's prepared. Well, yeah. and, and, and and I gotta be honest. Just, this this is what I set up when 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 Nick pulled out the Astroglide. I had to go to the fake background. Yeah, that was awesome. I had to join him in the spirit because <laughs> no. it was it was it was the one you would least expect, and it was Novice Nick who was really coming with the the personal lubricant. Don't game. say coming. Yes. <laughs> hey. Hey. Be careful here. Yeah, watch it, fella. David. Oh, David. Man. Well played. Well yes. Played. Yeah. Yo. That's awesome. That was a great portion of the uh, 24 hour stream, though. I and oddly enough, it was a blast. It, it was slick. Yes. It was. 
<laughs> and oddly enough, it was not a portion that was ever featured in the coming days by our, our mm. parody friends. So I was, mm. I was, I was fully expecting that. That is, that is the one that should have been parodied. It was. I, I it was thought I primed up. and set everybody up for it. And, and, and instead, it was just other things. So. <laughs> well, they're so used to that kind of people doing stuff, they don't even bother with it. You know, just, <laughs> yeah, I, the parody guys don't ever have a reason to use lube anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boom. Hang on, do I have a drop for I might have a boom roasted. Yeah. I, I, I got to be up on it's, it. So. It's, like, it's like the government. They don't use lube. No. <laughs> uh, so, so, guys, 2024 is here. Uh, Nick, well, I'll, I'll throw it to you. I mean, what's 2024 look like in your record collecting world? Are you just going to, are you, you're happy, you're content, or is there something that you're looking well, to do differently? What, what's the story? I've, uh, Thanks for asking. I've been content. Good question. Isn't that what they always say? That's a, that's a very good question. I'm working yeah. on it. Working yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, uh, I am content. The, the FOMO has subsided. The, the checkbook has subsided. I think for most of us, uh, we, we, we're all coming to our senses. I think now that, you know, the lockdown and all that and sure. reality setting in. Uh, yeah, we still have records we want. I Just before uh, we started here, uh, Dave had sent me a note, we're going live, and I sent him a note at the same instant saying, here's two new records I need. They're not new, but <laughs> <laughs> two Doors Live uh, albums. Uh, and uh, yeah, love the Doors. I, I don't have any of the uh good live stuff i have some eh live but uh i actually consulted with uh, one of our very good vc friends mike from the ingroove uh he's always available to everybody in the vc uh yeah. and uh is there is there a membership tier required because i know at one time there was a there was a membership tier is it <laughs> has that subsided you are, you're, you're getting into my competition no, look, without the lube, without the lube i squeak here okay <laughs> <laughs> i'm the three dollar king remember <laughs> don't promote my competition on here while Elliot, I'm i apologize here. i apologize no, but, he uh, got rid of that club so hey nick do you have absolutely live i've been listening to that for the past few days do you have the door no, I, I've been listening to it a little. Uh, matter of fact, I had it on while I was typing to Dave, and I was like, "Yeah, that's really good." Yeah, it's now, not a bad record. I was kind of no, was it's not shy. that. Uh, and I had asked uh, Mike about that, and he says it's it is good. It's up there, but his preferences, and you know, everybody knows he loves the Doors. Yeah. That uh, the uh, also New York, live in New York, also the, live in New York. Yep, live in New York. Felt and, Forum. Yep. Yeah, Go those are two I sent you yep. in that in that order, and uh, so hopefully looking for OGs, they probably be be an arm and a leg. They come in and out of print. Uh, right now, I think you can get uh, the one imported for just under a, a C note, which hmm. kind of steep for the three dollar king. But, <laughs> but uh, hey, I, I, I always, you, uh, you never know what kind of bargain you're going to come across any given day. Every one of us here has done it. Just like the stories that have been going around where we missed out and this and that. Sure. There's the ones we fell into, to you know what, and came up with a rose in our mouth. Those yeah. happen too. Well, having Astroglive at the ready will probably help with that. So if we learned anything, be prepared. Elliot, you're going to say? I, I was just going to I was going to uh, tell tell Nick since you're talking about the doors. I 
I try to put together a box of records for my daughter and her husband each year for Christmas. Yeah. And I, I ended up with about 10, 10 or 12 records, three of which were Doors records. Yeah, that's amazing. And uh, got American Beauty in there. Uh, yeah. I got uh, a. That's Dead. That's Grateful Dead. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just saying. Oh, three okay. Do- in three addition doors, to, I got you. Uh, uh, American Beauty, uh, Credence, uh, the first album from Credence, Credence, I believe. Things like that. How do I get and, on that Christmas list? That's pretty yeah, good box. Yeah, well, <laughs> nice if, job, if you buddy. were my daughter, you'd be on the list. Is she single, Elliot? I think is what Nick no, is no, asking. No, she's married. Her and her husband both enjoy. Yeah, uh, fair enough. Yeah, in oh, fact, that's great. That's, saw the doors. She said, "Ooh, that's for you." You're talking to her husband. Yeah, that's like me, me and my missus. We. That's a lot of music we love together, and some of it we go our own ways, but we do and take I, I time try to see. give her some stuff I hear throughout the year. She mentions she likes because she does uses Spotify a lot, yeah, and uh, and stuff that that uh, that maybe I think she ought to hear. But but she, I, I gave her two Cat Stevens records, for instance. Awesome. She, she wasn't really familiar with Cat Stevens, and I thought uh, Teaser and the Fire Cat and uh, T for the Tillman would be. Good classic. My first classic two album. records I ever purchased. Really? My own money. Yep. Really? Oh, absolutely. Yep. I, I have a question records. I'd like to go a- around. Hang on, and, hang on and, a second. Yeah. Nick, I got to put you in the middle because, as David Bianco says, we've got Old Fart Radio broadcasting live from. So I want to put you guys all together. It's <laughs> um, <laughs> a trademark of David Bianco. So I, I want to put you guys all together. We can all your, lean on each other. And also, yeah. before yeah. he goes, before he goes around, I've got a personal um, <clears throat> goal for 2024, and that's to get Arnaldo a clean 67 mono pepper. There you go. Oh, I'm nice. Gonna, I'm going to do that. Well, yeah. George, Jasper uh, Mike just mentioned something in the peanut gallery. He asked me if I have a mono switch because some of the groo- groove wear yeah. will go away with a mono cartridge or a mono switch. Is that true or not? I don't know. I'm willing to send it to someone who has one <laughs> to let me know. If I have one good. and on occasion it does help. But in the mono switch really just experience. sums both of the sides together. Yeah, so right. Kind of gonna have right, but sometimes might vary a little bit. Yeah. yeah, a bad needle may create groove wear. Absolutely, or dig in only on one side of True. the groove. Right. Yeah, so, but that side will be in or groove. So it be less. It'll be there. Yeah. yeah. It's well, usually one. One other possibility is uh, my uh, micro line uh, stylus might might improve that. Get down deep enough. If, next, if the if the damage is up higher, oh, up it's up. Yeah. And region. next time, listen to pay attention. Is it mostly on the right side? Because that's the outer wall, and that I'll, means- I'll pay attention next time. It seemed to me that it wasn't really on any specific channel. It was yeah. just there. Yeah. It was cool. probably played on somebody's family console stereo yeah. back in with a quarter the, with a quarter on top. And, yeah, uh, yeah. And, <laughs> you and, took and, the yeah. words out of my mouth, David. <laughs> nobody knew. Nobody knew in that household that you were supposed to change the stylus out periodically. Yeah, they just they just put the record on and played it. Still, Arnaldo, that's not good enough. You need one that just makes sure yeah, you, you got, got it. it. Thank you, thank you. And I'm going to make it my personal goal because I, I don't need any records. My personal goal is to get Arnaldo a mono copy from 67 with the black and gold parlophone 
Awesome, George. That's great. George, in one year's time, we're going to measure that because that's what we do in the corporate world is we measure our key performance indicators. It's a KPI. KPI. <laughs> and so we're going to measure that. So if it's if it's not George doing it, this is an all hands. We're going to look for Arnaldo in the copy of this yeah. album. And whoever – will there be a finder's fee involved? We need to establish the, the terms <laughs> of surrender here. Is there, is there a finder's Somebody fee? sees it, grab it, and give it. That's the way you Grab it and give it. That's right. I, I like it. the way that sounds. That was like, my philosophy when I was dating. Just like prom night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but now there's a cure for that. <laughs> so, so there's not going to be a GoFundMe or a Patreon. I want to be very clear. This is, no. this yeah. is true vinyl community. CLT. Yes, all right. DCLT right. for an all. I like it. Well, well, <laughs> thank you. Thank all you. right. Nick had a question, didn't he? Yes. Well, one, one I'm curious that just, just to get a feel of how the VC does it, uh, I, I know we all see the new records that come out, uh, new recordings. We try to find where they're at so we can listen to them to sure. see whether or not we want them, like them, what have you. What method does everyone use to uh, test out music before they? finally decide whether or not to buy, purchase or not uh are they streaming you know through their phone do they have a setup you know uh with a, a dedicated dac and streamer connected to their audio system and what services do we use so before we go around the dais i see mazzy wants to jump on this one right away he said everything is on youtube yeah but youtube audio quality is horrible Thank you, thank you. So, Brand, Brand, I'll yes. start with you on this one. How do you, thank you, Mazzy. How how do you? Uh, it's a good question, Nick. How do you, Brandon? How do you uh, sample music? Do you have like a? Is it always stream at first, or it, do you trust word of mouth from certain people that uh, have similar tastes? What would you say? Yeah, I mean, I used to trust word of mouth until a new record went from nineteen ninety nine to forty dollars. So that's one of the crappy things about that price increases. You can't just see a cool cover and go have no idea. You can't do that for $45. Yeah. But, uh, but usually what I do is, I mean, I'll just go to like Apple music or if I'm at home and I think about it, I'll just go to YouTube because then I'm not looking for what's the quality or the remastering, blah, blah, blah. I'm just thinking, I'm just looking for, do I like songs on this album? And if I do, then I'll go back and grab the album. Okay, so the playback method is insignificant. In terms of quality of the mastering. Right, okay. It's like an entry point. It's yeah. an entry yeah. point. Right. Okay, cool. Anybody feel differently yeah. or anybody employed? Arnaldo. Well, I've had a couple of experiences. Well, at least for new music. When it comes to like reissues and stuff like that, I go, I, I go by word of mouth. I watch videos, you know, read reviews and stuff like that. When it comes to new music, my first thing is streaming, of course, right? Because it's easily accessible. And I've eventually purchased albums that I streamed that I, I, I wasn't too sure about. And it had a whole different experience when I brought it home and I listened to it. Yeah. Uh, one of them was the PJ Harvey album the last one that came out, I kept listening to it a lot, um, streaming it in my headphones on my way on, on my commute. And I really enjoyed it. I really liked it. I brought it home and I engaged with it. I connected with it on a different level. Could be the environment. I'm not on a train. I'm not walking down the street and I'm in my you know listening room, sitting down and paying attention, right? <clears throat> right. But then there was, I think it was two years ago, the Floating Points album. 
with uh, Pharaoh Sanders. I streamed that first and I was like, I don't see what the big fuss of this album is. I really don't. It was like on everyone's year end list. Mm -hmm. uh, I ended up buying it because um, I saw it on sale and I was like, I told you that was two years ago. And okay. then when I listened to it at home, I'm like, wow, this is so much better than I thought it was when I listened to it and I streamed it. <clears throat> so yeah. I guess it goes, it depends. There's some music, probably pop music is probably a lot more accessible on any format, right? Maybe mm. because that's why it's intended to be pop music because it's supposed to be for the masses. Well, sure. let's do the air quotes for the masses. I don't want anyone oh, to get offended. Right. I don't want anyone to get offended. Um, I, I, I have a question. Uh, I'm a little bit of a gearhead too, and that's one the other reason I asked this question. So when you streamed it, you were streaming from your phone? Yeah, from my phone with okay. um, with head, the, with a headset, no uh, uh, DAC in between your phone. No, 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 no Firefly, no, no, no port. No. Okay, well, okay. some people do. That's like I said, I've been into those circles too. So okay, George Borden's hand is raised. George Borden. All right, George. I agree that it's difficult to drop thirty bucks, forty bucks on a record uh, that you've never heard before, but um, I. I come from this uh, old school vibe where the first time I heard Devo, you know, the pretenders, the police, you know, Gary Newman, you know, like in, in, in 79, 80 era, that's when I was 11, 12 years old. And that's when I was like actively, you know, had the ability to kind of go to the record store on my own, you know, and yeah. buy records. Mm -hmm. And most of them were just sight unseen buys. And, the the fact that I was willing to grab them and invest in them and carry them home and take off the cellophane and sit there and listen, it it was different than just having everything at, at, at the touch of my finger and just kind of going, let me try this, let me try that. For some reason, it means more to me because I've invested the time to bring the thing home. And I listened to it, I think, maybe with a with a more sort of like open mind. Then just well, if I don't like this, I can just swipe over here and grab something. Oh, that's yeah, tender. it's too easy. That's, now. that's tender, mm. <laughs> but I can do that with music too. <laughs> if I just don't like it, I just I just go left, and then I go oh right, you know, super like no, but I, but I mean, and and I just like it, you're right, David. It's like it's like a it, I put the work in, I go down there and I grab some stuff sight unseen and I bring it home. And sometimes I hear people talking about it, and I, I like the idea. It's a risk. Yep. And it sucks when you go, oh, you know, but the worst ones are like when I listen to the, the, like if I listen to a streaming one, which I have before, then I go and I buy the record and it sounds just like the stream, mm -hmm. you know, or like, like a CD or something on the record where, you know, that it was like, they didn't, yeah. you know, there's nothing special about this. Yeah. 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 And that's, that makes it like, that's worse than if I just bring it home and I just kind of put it on and I don't know anything else about it. Yeah. And I just, so buy it. It. and that's, I, I, I don't mind risking in, in that way. Well, there's a, there's a reason the word analytical has is those four letters oh, at the beginning. So I yeah. knew that was coming. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, George, George <laughs> is speaking for half of the Diaz here. Yeah. 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 That, that was, yeah the age that we are, that, yeah. that was how right. we pretty much had there, to purchase there's a records. certain joy in yep. a blind buy that pays off. Yes. Yep. You know, they're just, yeah. you know, I, I can't connect with streaming music. 
Okay. I, I, I can't connect with uh, digital downloads or anything like maybe that. A, maybe I, you I need a better internet can't. plan if you can't connect with it. <laughs> I, I, just, I just can't connect with it. I just can't make the emotional or the the, the, the emotional connection with Yeah, that's right. No, I think so you, 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 I do a lot of blind bias and I do a lot of recommendations from people. A lot of DC channels recommend stuff and I'll listen to recommendation and if they do a needle drop, that's always helpful and things like that. And I'll also watch, uh, I'll watch television programs with that feature live music or, or feature music like, uh, Austin City Limits or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Char yeah. Charlie Crockett, for instance, is an artist I want to pick up some albums from. I saw him on Austin City Limits mm -hmm. a month or so ago, and it, they're sitting in my. Is that Davey's brother? He, no, he's, no relation to Davey. Char yeah, he the way that what he'll say at the end, what he said at the end was Charlie with an EY like Charlie Pride, Crockett with two T's like Davey. Wait, here's a quick question. I want to make sure I'm getting some clarity here. If yeah. doing the blind buys now, is there a price point on that? Like, is it only things out of discount bins? Is it or, or do you regularly buy forty forty five dollars single LPs with blind buys? I'll, wait, I'll, I'll look for. I'm stupid uh, enough to do that. Uh, Three dollars. I, I too get one free or thirty percent off or twenty percent off. Uh, mm -hmm. Another thing I'll do is I'll go to the classifieds, the Hoffman classifieds. There are people on those classifieds that buy a lot of records and they'll play them one or two times and then they'll put them for sale. Yeah. I bought a lot of tone. Well, this is not a new record, I guess, but. I mean, not a current release, but uh, but a lot of tone poets. I pick up tone poets. What thirty eight dollars? Well, that that's the MSRP. Yeah. But then, and, and not to not cut you off, Elliot, but to Brandon's question, that's how I sample jazz. If it's usually if it's not somebody I know or, or somebody I trust, it gives me a Rico. Yeah. I wait for like a deal, and then I'll yeah. take a flyer. Like if it's sub twenty dollars, and those tone poets will go MSRP of thirty eight ninety eight to thirty three. To down, I think the lowest that you'll see them sold on Amazon is about twenty six, unless it's like a, uh, you know, like a warehouse find right. or whatever. But that's right. somebody who's just kind of into jazz a little bit. That's kind of my move. So I, can, yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah. And and you can on those Hoffman classifieds, I can find tone poets that they'll sell for eighteen, twenty, twenty two dollars. That's good. And I and I'll get those. There's a Horace Silver right now. I forget which album it is. Guys asking twenty dollars shipped, and it's—I mean, obviously it's a used record. He's played a couple times, but these are audiophile type people. Right. These are people that are taking care of the records, and huge deep discounts when there's a, a wrinkle at the on the corner of a LP or something like that. Dang, sure, yeah, I, all kinds of stuff. I I got five Blue Note uh, classic vinyl classic series the other day. For eleven dollars each, fifty-five dollars for five Blue Note Classic Series shipped. You know, no tax, nothing. I'll, so, no. To answer your question, I, I'm not gonna go out there and pay forty-five or fifty dollars for a brand new record yeah. on a Blind without Blind going Blind without Blind. knowing more, a lot more. Right. So, Jason Rojas, I'm curious where you land on this one because. Uh, you just put a video out, and I know you're not a big video maker, so I want to give a little bit of gravity to the, what you did. 
Um, but you talked about your, your favorite or best pickups and it was several artists I, I wasn't familiar with. And so it goes back into this, you know, like subject matter expert, you know, somebody you can trust their tastes are similar, et cetera. So putting the, sh- the light on you, like how do you sample new music? Is it word of mouth? That is your entry point or is it something that you'll stream? Where are you going on this? I have friends, you know, um, who Come recommend on. things. I knew that was going to be controversial. So, yeah. let me, so they'll send me some things. And then, like, I do look at, like, you know, best of. I went through a best of of, like, oh. a thousand records. Wow. So the Bobby Henry Battendale record. Um, uh, I went through, like, a thousand, like, records. I didn't go through all a thousand, maybe a good, like, half of them and i skipped like a lot of like uh, stuff the genres i'm not into and then after all that like i came down with maybe like 10 records and the ones i showed in my like new video like those were the ones i really enjoyed you know but i mean there were still records that i didn't put up like i enjoyed and this is all new music like yeah i could have chosen a reissue but like you should be listening to new music trying to venture out you know and you don't have to pay that 30 40 dollars and that's the point like that's the point of streaming you can sample it and if you like the record you know give the vinyl a chance you know um i mean i didn't show this record you know this record is actually very good you know it's a very good gateway this is the olivia rodrigo record the guts you know okay and uh I bought it like I didn't like it actually when I was streaming it. It sucked. But then when I bought the vinyl, it actually sounds better. Why is the cover all messed up and wrinkly? What's yeah, what, what, what's on there? Is, is it was it melted and wax? What is it? Oh, she signed the shrink. <laughs> what, what genre is that? Are we talking about Astro Glide? I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> So, I, I mean, I would recommend this record, actually. Like, it didn't make my top, you know, five, but <clears throat> this was actually very good, you know? Quite enjoyable. So, back to the question, when when you do stream the sample, yeah. how, do you, how do you do it? What, what devices do you use? Uh, that was the original question. So, the... Uh, like I use my iPad, it actually, if you don't know that, like it has a good DAC. Like if you use the headphones they give you, mm-hmm. like plug it in, it's going to be good, you know? And when I listen to music, like I'm, if I'm very interested, I'm not going to do something else, you know? I'm going to sit there and listen to the record, you know, and enjoy it for sure, you know? And that's how like I was able to pick that stuff for my video, like the Jungle record, which is this amazing, amazing electronic pop record. Like it just jumps at you and they mix like that technology with live instrumentation. Like I'm going to put that link where they play that uh, KPX, whatever show the jung- that jungle band, when they play live, it's amazing. It'll just blow you away. You know, it's so good. Um, uh, more important than the deck, but Jason, what's the platform that you're getting the music from? Are you going through YouTube? Or also, are you going, okay, what are you, now, now I'll go there. Because I actually have Apple Music. So Apple the funny thing is I have them both. Jason, you don't have Tidal? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Too much debt. <laughs> No, I, everything I just y'all are talking about is just flying over my head now. 
Because I didn't know what a DAC was until about a year ago. And you still need, don't you know need, how to you need the up, super uh, lube each. for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, Apple, Apple, Apple has a good, pretty good uh, algorithm for. But what, what's the yeah. joke on on title? Okay, I have title. Uh, was there like um, a joke that I missed there? Oh, are you talking because I said the debt thing? Yeah. The, well, they just you know when it was acquired, it was already in a big amount of trouble, and then there was a lot of artists that were complaining about. Yeah, even labels they weren't paying. You know what I mean? Like they weren't paying stuff. <clears throat> I haven't streamed for ten years, so I wouldn't know if they've sorted that stuff out but i i would assume with jay-z just maybe could sell two yachts and sort it all out <laughs> shots fired shots i mean well no i mean that's not a bad thing i mean the guy's loaded i'm sure he's got the, the ability to bring that back uh, from the from the dead but I, I it seemed that probably around say 2015 uh it was looking like a bad vibe We're, you know here in sanford in the bay area we don't think about the quality. Sometimes we think about like whether the artists are getting paid and whether it's humane and everybody's getting off on the right path and doing the right thing. And if they're not, then you go, Oh no, we're never going to use that again. Let's go over here. Uh, so, but all I heard was a lot of people were complaining that the, the divvy out wasn't good. Uh, although the quality was better. So. Fair enough. Uh, George, we, we have a comment. I think uh, the president of the Jay-Z fan club has called in and wants to respond to your uh, assessment there. Asshole, Please. asshole, <laughs> asshole. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That's fair. That's, fair. That's, a, fair, that's a fair rebuttal. Fair to say, that. rest in peace, Gary Coleman, uh, wherever you are in the afterlife. So. Oh, yeah, Gary Coleman. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants the Todd Bridges drop. I don't know why. <laughs> it's got to be the Gary Coleman drop. I oh, saw that show filmed live, believe it or not. Whoa, I want to hear this story. You were you were in the live studio audience with Phil Drummond and, and the, the yep. Drummond, yep. I was. I was waiting in line at a studio for NBC and they were uh and ironically, who comes out of the offices walking this is nineteen eighty what, two, maybe eighty one? Who comes out walking out of the offices? Jay Leno and I. I mean, he. I mean, ratty ass jeans. Right. Yeah, yeah, young at, you know, yeah, young young Jay Leno. And I'm thinking, who is this? You know, the way they do it though, they offer all these tickets to these shows, and then you get in line, and you either get in or you don't. Johnny Carson, same way. Mm -hmm. But man, that that uh, Gary Coleman, he screwed up more lines. They had to do more takes. It was just <laughs> funnier than shit. I think the only line the only line he got right was what you talk about Willis other than that <laughs> you know I, I I went to a a taping of Mork and Mindy in okay. 1978 cool and uh wow. in between stuff yeah when there was nothing happening Robin Williams Robin Williams was just out there I'll you know walking up and down the steps and going through the crowd and just doing all kinds of crazy, crazy. shit you know and it was it completely the most entertaining part uh, of the show yeah, because I'm once sure they start there was filming, you know, you don't hear it. No cocaine involved at all, was there? No, no way. Oh, there was no, no powder. I mean, it, there, you got if you just touched him, it, it, his sweat was getting getting. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was, there was no, there was no. There was Colombian pure coming oh, out of his pores. Yeah. Everybody was gacked in the audience after he walked through the audience. <laughs> Absolutely.
I was spit on by Ian Anderson once when he was playing the flute, so <laughs> I got that going for me. David, your stories are going down in quality. I think that yeah, was spitting was, on you. And I think what David didn't want to admit that was when he got the tickets for uh, different strokes, he was actually waiting in line to be a contestant on Price is Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was actually a soap opera, and I thought different strokes was a whole different topic. But anyway. George, <laughs> you just served it up to him on a silver platter. David knocked it down. Sorry. <laughs> oh, I was just I'm trying to get away from the lube talk. That's all. Okay, all right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Did you guys ever see that? Speaking of that documentary, I think it was a documentary about the guy who hacked uh, the Price Is Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Love that show. Yeah. Amazing. That interesting. I, I love any of those. There was also one about like press your luck. There was somebody who hacked any of those those stories about how they hacked the game shows. The no I whammy mean, thing, right? The no yeah, whammy one. Yeah. Because the, guy, was, the guy that did the Price Is Right, he didn't do anything wrong. He just flawless. He just studied it, studied it, studied it. Yeah. He went in there prepared, knew the price of everything, watched a million episodes. It's exactly what you'd want a fan to do. Yeah. But the no whammy guy, he got the 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 algorithm down. Yeah, he got the sequence, and so he knew how to read it. And I mean, uh, unbelievable. But I guess that started. What was the, the the original game show in the black and white era? You bet your life. You bet your life, yeah. yeah. Where there was there was a ringer, and that was the first time that because that was a real scandal. I'm gonna have to lean on old fart radio on this one, guys. Yeah. Wasn't that a big scandal uh, back yeah. in the day? Massey would know. Dave might now. You're only as young as the woman you feel. Say the secret word and win a hundred dollars. There you go. Was it? Was it? You bet your life. Maybe it was a million dollar question or something like that. But yeah, the guy knew the answers ahead of time, right? That was the. And then uh, they did a movie about it with um, George Clooney was behind it. He produced it or something. But the guy, the actor, was a Slumdog Slumdog Millionaire. Not Ray Fiennes. What you thinking about? That's Ray Fiennes. No. Was it Ray right? Fiennes? Was it? Yeah. yeah, Quiz Show. Yeah, they did a movie about it. Oh, uh, Ray Fiennes played the, the guy. <laughs> OMM says, no what? I was in the other room. See, he was putting in his dentures. What was the original What was the original quiz show or the game show that the guy cheated on? Kevin um, coming in high. Quiz Show. I, I think, I quiz Show's the movie. Quiz show. That's the name of the movie, but I don't think that was the name uh, of the show. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, $64,000 question. No, I don't, like uh, I don't think that. I don't think that. Who wants to be a millionaire? Yeah, so I'm gonna, guys. I've learned there's this thing called Google or Google, and I'm gonna see. Mazzy's agreeing with sixty four thousand dollar question. Okay, yeah. all right. Game show based on Mazzy's shooting off his only off his heel anyway. You know, off his martini. <laughs> yeah, he's had time to Google it. Redford directed that. Yeah, Redford directed that. Yeah. No, it was based on the game show of 21, it says. Quiz Show is a 1994 American oh, yeah. film directed by Robert Redford based on a true story about the scandal surrounding the rigging on the game show 21 in the 50s. 21. Mm-hmm. See, I don't. You can't even there tell what the shows about. My, shows. I, mean, I don't remember that one. So Mas- so Mas- 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 Black, basically what, what's Black that the Blackjack game with the huge yeah, cards? Yeah, Blackjack. Yeah. The cards were that like was card sharks. Card sharks, yeah. No, that was more recent. Uh, and then the little bracket was came over decades and then, ago. Yeah. Really? That was Card Sharks, right? Yeah, Card <laughs> Sharks was amazing. This is a game I tried replicating when I'd play cards with my grandma, and she had no idea what I was trying to do. I'm like, no, you got to do this, and you flip this, and you flip that, and she's just wanting to play like Jim Running or something you like You got to go like well, up and then say down and then up and yes. then down, like decide whether the next card will be higher or lower, right? So if like you get a seven, you're like, oh, oh no. 
But if it's like a queen, it's easy, right? Or a two. Yeah. We, yeah. we, we went about 20 years ago. We went on our one and only cruise. And Whoa, hang on. Elliot Cruz. Elliot Cruz. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And there was a, uh, obviously there was a casino there. And there were crews so on that cruise. For six months, I was on the computer doing one of these tutorial programs to learn how to play the best strategies for playing 21. Yeah. And man, I got, you'd go through a deck and it would tell you if you ch chose the wrong, made the wrong decision and what the right decision would be and all that sort of stuff. I got where I could go to through two or three decks and getting them all right. You know, just strategically, I had it all figured out. Card counting. Uh, so the big day came. It wasn't card <laughs> counting. It was just knowing the, the best move each time. And I, I went, I went, we got to the, on the cruise. And of course, once we got into international waters, they opened up the, uh, the casino. And I walked up to the blackjack table and I said, I'm just going to watch for a little while. And I watched for a little while. And over the course of five minutes, everything I learned for six months was totally wiped out of my mind. I couldn't remember anything. Yeah. So I went over to the, to the, one arm bandits and just yeah. laid in the rest of the trip. <laughs> the only logical thing to do is not to play. How about a nice game of tic-tac-toe? There you go. <laughs> well, that would be called Hollywood Squares, yes. Nick. And then now, you could I talk was, that was Paul from a Lind, movie. Paul Lind in the center square. That's right. One minute, 37 seconds later. Elliot, yes. Yeah. Uh, I, saw, I watched a documentary last night called um, uh, Bitcoin. Oh, about Bitcoin? It's about Bitcoin. It's about yeah. in 1970, uh, 2017, the, uh, th these guys, these Jersey kids, Jersey guys about 25 years old, who, they, they went in and just stole a website. They took a website about they, they were going to sell they were they're, they're going to start a product that would be like a debit card using Bitcoin, so you could spend your Bitcoin without having to transfer it to to another currency. But they weren't going to do that. They just went to a website of some co uh, some company in a foreign country, and everywhere they saw the name of that company, they changed it to the name of their company and put it out there. And they made millions of dollars doing this. And we're talking about changing our uh, origin story. They went in there and put themselves down as the CEOs and all this sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. These boys hadn't even gotten out of high school. And they put in there that they were Harvard graduates and all kinds of yeah. bullshit. You don't need AI was, to lie. <laughs> Does anybody here they, have any Bitcoin? They, or they could look ever you in that? the eye and lie. And they would lie to each other, and they would, all right, all right, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Does anybody in here own any Bitcoin, or has anybody here ever had any Bitcoin nope. ever? No. Nope. Like, I don't, I don't but, know if I've ever But I'll recommend that movie. Uh, uh, Bitcoin. Bitcoin. Right. They, they changed their whole identity. One, one guy, they, they figured they needed an older guy to give them some credibility. So they what got a picture panel? off the internet of this middle-aged man claimed he was at Wells Fargo, <laughs> a VP at Wells Fargo, and, and uh, all this stuff. 
And when they got called on it by the New York Times, <laughs> they put in there that he was tragically killed in a car accident. <laughs> just, it was just crazy. The lies get bigger and bigger. Okay, I'm going to show some records. Right? Show a record, Jason, because I need I need to promote. I want to thank Arnaldo for sending me this record. This is a good one. All right, what cool. is it? Tell us about it. What is it? Yeah, what's the real backstory Take on the Dave away. Clark Five? Were they lying? <laughs> there were five people in Dave Clark Five. Let's be honest here. Yes. We're counting five. We're not going to count the sixth one as the keyboard, okay? Uh, I'm not even sure if they played all the instruments on it, but this actually sounds great. I think I just saw that last week. How, how would you know? It record. seems like you've never opened it. Oh, my gosh, George. Here we oh my, are. What is this? Shrink wrap. Shrink wrap, yay or nay? Come on. <laughs> They part five were a darn good British invasion band. Yeah. Absolutely. And Dave Clark was a great businessman. He owned all his own master tapes. Hey, before yeah. we go further, I, they won't reissue. If, I got to like, promote an appearance. So Mazzy will be performing at Laughs Seattle Comedy Club this weekend in Seattle. Uh, <laughs> two drink minimum. So please go and support the arts. Mazzy will be again Friday through Sunday. At Laugh Seattle Comedy Club in the U District. So Can we take a vote? Who hits shrink wrap? Well, see, I was just getting ready to say on um, with the shrink wrap. If yeah. there is a hype sticker, it stays. Okay. No okay. hype sticker, it goes. Peel it off and put it on. I can peel off the hype sticker. Well, and I I'll put go. It on I'll, I'll, okay, one step. I'll go but further. Those tone poets if, never if, peel off. If no I get a record, if I get a record from like the eighties, peel off pretty good. If I get a record from the eighties, really, and it's already sorry, in the shrink, but the shrink's broken, but the record is like from the eighties, and it's like an OG, and it has like a Music Plus sticker on it that says like six ninety five, yeah. or like a warehouse Found sticker, warehouse. Like those old record ones. Yeah, it's I, I'm not the hype sticker, no, but the record store sticker, I'll I'll keep those on. But oh. the, I, I just the hype sticker, I'm not I'm not as concerned about for some reason. I don't know why. No, Elliot's case. Yeah, uh, you're at an age where shrinkage doesn't matter. <laughs> it totally matters. Perfect <laughs> with the hype sticker. Yeah, I'll leave this on. Yeah, it doesn't even have to be cold, Nick. <laughs> what were you showing, Chance? Oh, I was just no, Elliot. You're making a good point because so two things: older vinyl, particularly like '90s vinyl, I'll say whatever shrink material they're using on '90s produced vinyl is terrible. Because I've bought a couple of sealed records, and when I've uh, just opened them, but I kept the shrink on. Later, I've noticed that it's actually—I guess—the air has made it start to bow the actual sleeve. Yeah, they shrink. So, so know that, yeah. So, so, oh, so you stole the seal record from Mr. Hall of Fame, right? You're the one that stole the seal record. He was we, just talking about that. Earlier. We don't, we don't, we don't mention the right. seal record and how I obtained it, George. No, no but no, Elliot raised a good point because on on where I can peel it off. Like this is the new, this is the Interscope uh, Record Club series. I'll be trying to choose. So this is just like it was on the outer. And so if I'm able to extract it as I do my process, that was for you, Nick, uh, right. when I resleeve it and give it its new home. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll put it back on there. But to Brandon's point, those the Tone Poet stickers, there's different types of stickers and the adhesive. And, you know, it, it's kind of a, it's a gamble. I'll always try to extract yeah, and dryer. keep the hype sticker. Because I, I, I think the hype is part of, you know, like JC, you know, uh, has vinyl channel, right? He's the guy, Mr. Hype Sticker, that's what Brandon calls him. And it's yeah, true because right. it is kind of, it is kind of a little like cool piece yeah. of oh, the yeah. presentation. If you still have it in shrink and it has a cool hype sticker. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe that's just, there's just levels to it, and it, it, that doesn't appeal to all collectors. But 
you know, it's part of the package you purchased. It's sure, sure. So if you, yeah. if you can replicate it as close as possible, even what George was saying about price stickers, like seeing a, a Peaches 598 price yeah, sticker, right. that's kind of cool, right? Like, yeah. so if you can keep it, keep it, is what I say. So. Yeah. This is I did you're a short on provenance they call it when you throw away the hype sticker. See those go, those, yeah. those are cut out of the shrink. Oh, hang on a second. So there's yeah. It, aren't those horrible, David? Those are cut. Those are cut out of the shrink, and then they were just put in there loose. Yeah. Right. Uh, and yeah, I didn't right. put them in there right. when I bought them. They were there. You know. Yeah. So I didn't keep them. They just happened to be in there, so I kept them because they were there. Yeah, this right. that's what I'll do if if I have trouble peeling it off. Right. Uh, to, to I call, your, I call to that your part point. of the providence. Uh, yeah. yeah. This was a brand new re-release. Came out a month ago. I bought it. Took the record out. You know, I've got it out, and <laughs> as this was just sitting around, look what happened. The Boeing. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it did a bow job there. A bow. <laughs> so, so Matt, Mazzy makes a point. And I'm, I'm going to combat this. I know I just plugged this comedy called Appearance. So he says, "Why do you think they call it shrink? Not all shrink material. There's different film, yeah. you know, densities and and properties. Because I, back in the day, I used to work with shrink wrap, so I understand this. So. For not you know not every single manufacturer uses the same type of shrink and and shrink different conditions elements yep. heat temperature exposure. I was in the pool right well will affect that right but that's but, right but from my experience whatever they were using in the nineties I've had a couple of records I had a sealed John Mellencamp record it was the last one I remember that I bought it sealed it was flat I was happy I had it left on my turntable the 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 jacket was still in shrink. I came back like a day later and literally like David was showing the Boeing and this thing had been sealed for 30 years. You know what I mean? So anyway, public service. Mm -hmm. Finally, finally in your chat, somebody's got some sense care WD there. Uh, Curd. Oh yes. Uh, there, Karen, said, George, that's exactly what I do. Yeah. If I, if, if it's a cool hype and I can't peel it off, I'll do yeah. that sometimes. Oh, I'm not, I'm not even pointing that out because he's agreeing exactly. with me. I'm just saying it's finally, someone's making some sense. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Matt Mazzi is as he's a ruthless on me today. The chance working oh, one of those twenty-four hour shrink wrap and laminating shop. No, what where I worked what? since you asked was I worked in in high school. I worked in a place. So you remember uh, video cassettes, VHS tapes? Oh yeah. I worked for a company that uh, I worked in the warehouse, and it was a company that made uh, videos that would go to like doctors' offices as like how to like promotional copies. Like here's how to brush your teeth, and they send you with a VHS tape right stuff like that and so and, and fake around. ids well yeah but well actually i'll tell you a little sub story in a second so we would take mass quantities we, we had the shrink wrap machine it would cut the shrink wrap so we put them in the kiln so i've seen that start to finish now side note 1997 senior year of high school oh god what was the movie of the year in 1997 i'm going to put you on the spot brandon do you remember that won all the academy awards what your story uh, no, this isn't a Darren story. Come on now. Come in 97? I had a two-year-old at that point. I have no idea what a movie was. Can anybody help me? What, what Celine Dion. I'm going to give you the Celine Dion. Oh, Titanic. 87? Titanic. Oh, my God. Who's doing drops now? Oh, my gosh. We, we, this is unbelievable. Let me write this down, right? All right. So I'm, I'm telling the story. It's a, it's a fascinating story. There'll be a so, test on this later. Unbelievable guy. This is savage. See what happens when I have so many people up here? So Titanic comes out. 
So okay. you probably don't remember this, but there was a scandal. So, you know, when the Academy, uh, the voters for the Academy Awards, they get copies of the film. Did you say the voters or the voters? The voters? <laughs> the voters. The voters. The people who actually vote on the films. They yeah. get screener copies. Okay. Right. And they get a copy and it has a bar and says, this is for the Academy Awards. Yeah, okay. I've got those. So I worked with a kid that uh, he, his dad was a, was a member of the Academy. He brought in Titanic. Titanic was still in theaters. He brought it into our place and, and some guys on second and third shift mass produced this. And it became a, a fit, like a bootleg to the point where they changed the whole process of how screeners went out, where you had to like sign, you had to, anyway, fascinating because like i was a king in college i went down to college and i had all these bootlegs of titanic still in theaters <laughs> that were like watching in the dorm rooms and like it was almost like i was a drug dealer like are you the guy with the titanic the authorities have another word for what you <laughs> were sir are you the guy with the yeah listen uh, hopefully the statute of limitations over i did not is that a I siren i hear it how much yeah. were you letting those go for oh freebos freebos that oh, was wow. just like yeah, i was trying to it, win with my new student body but anyway record hound et finally et finally does get home at the end of <laughs> oh, my god. oh man you ruined it oh my gosh oh, uh, well well, Joey Tavares, there may have been adult films that were also mass produced at that place, yes, but thanks. I'm just anyway. What do you got, Elliot? Let's talk. Let's show some records. People don't like my stories. Back to Lou. We, we were talking. You were talking earlier about. I mean, what what would the good or bad for 2024? What I here's what I would like to see. I would like to see all those independent labels. This is Hillman. a Chris Hillman Desert mm-hmm. Rose album. I promise you, Chris Hillman's independent label solo albums are heads and shoulders above the major label things he did uh, after after the birds. Uh, but this is on Sugar Hill Records. Yeah, yeah. And Concord, I believe it is, owns most of the independent labels from the that were putting out albums <laughs> in the 70s and 80s. If we could just get... Whoever owns Concord, if it's Universal or whoever, to see the the value in repressing some of these uh, classic albums that were independent label records. Holy mackerel! Are you now talking about repressing old records? And you were just <laughs> hating on that like two weeks ago. No, no, you I'm talking to- about stuff that's been out of that, that you can't get anymore. <laughs> all right, all right. My, most like of these Beatles, independent like label. Most of these independent label records were, uh, were only, there was only one pressing, maybe two if you're lucky. And they probably only put out 100,000 or 50,000 or something like that back in the 70s and early 80s. Uh, so there's no, there's nothing available for for any of those artists. I'm not okay, talking so about Rolling Stones. Nah, nah, but that Billy, they should be this record, this that's record only. Honolulu City Lights. I mean, look at this cover. It just says it all. Those are sex gods if I've ever seen them right there. Uh, Oh, my gosh. I think the Chris Hillman record has a cover that's similar to this, just like that T.S. Stevenson record or whatever his name was. uh, B.W. Stevenson. It was was just like like these really kind of like pushed out, quick covers, grab a stock photo, Put some crappy print on it. Press that record up. Put it on a shitty label. Yep. Like those, th- 
but, but I think the question is, is that like we used to find those at the flea market. Are they that good of a record? You really? Hell yes. Yeah. Hell yes, George. All Just right. because it wasn't a major label doesn't mean it's not good quality music. My gosh. Look, Elliot, I'm not yeah, just talking about, about major labels. Guys, 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 guys. This deserves guys. a UHQR. Wait, wait. No. Wait. Let me say something. How can you possibly equate artists being on a major label to high quality music that people need to preserve and listen to? Sometimes it is. And sometimes it is, but <laughs> I, I didn't say oh, that. You did. I didn't say that. So I'm just saying those are horribly made records. No, they're not. Sugar Hill, Rounder, Flying Fish. They were not horribly made records. I don't know what you're, how you're getting that idea. It has nothing to do with major labels. Though. I'm just saying they were. That's ridiculous. Elliot's gone full heel. I just want to call out that he's officially a member of the New World Order because I now, feel I feel threatened. That's that's ridiculous to say. The independent record labels were no, putting no, no, no. out inferior products. Most of my records are on independent records. But All I, I know is that. I want a bumper sticker that says, Hell yes, George. <laughs> I, I think there's something we need <laughs> to do for this new year. I want a bumper sticker that says that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying that because it's not a major, Elliot. All I'm saying is that some of those records, they, it seemed like what they were doing was they were just like, they were just throwing them out there like to anybody that would buy them. It was like, it's like when... Like recently, when when Von, I'm, no, I'm not talking about anything in particular other than these sort of like quickly made where there's not an art department behind it. It's just like somebody grabbing a thing and putting a stuff. All I'm yeah, saying it's like it's like nowadays we have this issue with like people like you know two or three years ago they were pushing out records that were just like CDs on record. You know they weren't taking the time to sort of like go back to the original masters and pull them out and all that. And everybody was freaking out about it back in the early eighties and the late seventies, they got into this, this, uh, this situation where they were just flooding the market with like really cheesy records that, that where they had a name that they could use that they thought would sell Hillman is like no. step five on the birds or, or, Poco or Burrito Brothers for selling records. He was in Manassas. I know he was a he was a glorified and a really good side guy who never really took off as a frontman. And so pushing out these like Chris Hillman records, no, where no, no. it's not you even like wrong idea. It's not even like it's a Chris Hillman release. No, it's just a no. company buying the wait, rights wait, to his wait. songs and putting that. That's what. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, yeah, a guy named Poss P O S S owned Sugar Hill Records in Durham, North Carolina. Okay, he what he did was Whoa. he sorry, he, Nazi. he put out records. He went to Chris Hillman, or Chris Hillman came to him, and he wanted to do a record. And, and the the deal with Poss was, I will give artists the freedom to make the record they want to to make, rather than trying to tap into some commercial attempt that, you know, catching fire, this, uh, a record with integrity. He gave Chris Hillman a budget. Chris Hillman went to a studio, got his side musicians and, and brought back the master tapes and Poss released it on Sugar Hill Records. 
with no with no requirements to do this or this like a major label was doing to Chris Hillman. Have you ever listened to uh, uh, Cl- what is it, McGuinn, Clark, and Hillman? I've got that. Those are yeah. awful records. Yeah. They are slick. They are not any good. They're trying mm. to tap into a popularity uh, to sell a bunch of records, mm. and it doesn't work. Yeah. This is an opportunity for Hillman on Sugar Hill. He did two records for them to go back and do the type of record he wanted to do. And that was the that was the thing about Sugar Hill Records and the thing about Rounder Records. I want to point out we're, we're joined by the esteemed uh, Norman Masloff again performing Gordon. at Laugh Seattle How this weekend. dare you disparage one of the members of one of the greatest American bands of the 1960s. The America's Beatles. Answer, after the Bo Brummels, America's answer to the Beatles, the Birds. One of the original members, Chris Hillman, made great records. In fact, the very last record that Tom Petty produced was Chris Hillman's solo record that came out after Petty died. It's a great fucking record. He didn't sell a lot like a lot of other people, but like Tony Rice, like uh, David Grisman in that rootsy kind of stuff. I'm is even though Elliot told a, a, a three-hour version of a two-minute story, <laughs> he's absolutely right. <laughs> Thank you. And it was only two and a half hours. I want to I want to say uh, see you later, David. He sent me a private note. David, yeah. David Bianco is going to take right. off. He's going to go buy all the Chris Hillman records right now. Thanks, guys. See you guys. So, so Mazzy, do you have that record? But, but you're going to miss the topic I was bringing up there. The Chris Hillman? You have that oh. flea market record? I That's have not them on CD. I'm just joking. Come on, Elliot. Oh, no, but uh, I have them on CD. I have them on CD. I don't have You know, those I are like fine. Actually, from last all those year. records are fine on CD. There is an artist that, in fact, I had three in the Dizzy collection. They all sell for over $100. Are, are, um, Tim, uh, Tim Rice, Rice record. Uh, uh, Tony. 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 I'm sorry, Tony Rice Records, one of the great flat pick acoustic guitar players ever of New Grass. Those <laughs> records sell a lot. Those need to be reissued. Yeah, you you can't. I've got all Hill. I've got all that, Tony Rice. That's Rounder, Flying but Fish, those labels. Some of them are Rounder. Some of them are um, County. Yeah, and those uh, records, George, those records actually were pressed well, recorded well, and those were actually good records. I yeah. agree that the co- a lot of the covers were shit ass covers. Art though, that's um, what I was agree. saying. And you know, uh, I'd really like to well, get all analog repress of Dio instead. You're you're okay. you're you're running a record company, an independent record company, on a much smaller budget than yeah. you can a major label. You can't go out there and pay Ron Vonovich. What what's her name that that does record covers and stuff? You know, no, the, the, yeah, I don't agree with you. I, you need a good designer. You, you need someone with a good eye. There's great designers that work cheap or free. You know, it's like you see a lot of small businesses have shitty advertising. But if you find a good designer to do a trade, you can get good design work. I think you meant uh, Leibowitz, Annie Leibowitz. You're talking yeah, about Leibowitz. This is not a bad what, – what is wrong with this label? He's out there in the desert. <laughs> What's yeah. going on here? And you know what? I, I feel exactly like that when I look at that cover. I feel <laughs> just stranded. Well, this better cover. Uh, uh, this better cover. Look at this. That Greetings from LA. That great. Nice brown smog. That's a great cover. That's yeah, a great. I just walk my dog. That's a lot more than uh, Chris Holmes. Great having the postcard intact. 
Well, I, I, okay, so let's go back to the Graham part there. The sorry, the dude, Chris, Chris Owen. Was that was that him after Graham Parsons' funeral? Was that him? Oh yeah, oh right after. That's a joke. Yeah, like he's is he bummed out in the desert? I just yeah, all I'm saying is it's a, it's not a good cover. It's not a good package. So the it's record not, it's itself, not, it's, it's just it, that's all I was saying, Elliot. I'm not I'm even commenting on those Desert Rose like Band albums he did are terrible covers too. They, oh look, what, yeah, what's going yeah. on over there? Is there a good record over there? He's looking for his horse with no name or something. You know, he's like, oh. the, uh, the, Is the that a record Desert store that's Rose, not carrying my record? Wait, wait, wait. The Desert Rose Band were major label. They were Curb Records, not Sugar Hill. Yeah. Well, so he you was, can't blame that on an independent label. Yes. Let's just admit it. This is a better cover. This is kind way of, better. Kind of is. I mean, this is uh, way better. Come on. So man. trashy. That looks like is that the accordion player on the left? What's his name? <laughs> That Seriously. looks like that looks like my high school looks English like Weird Al Yankovic. gym shop teacher. Looks like your Weird Al on the left. Weird Al Yankovic. Yeah, yeah. it does. Yeah. So I do want to raise well, a question, there, Elliot. Okay, you want to shit on this light on this cover? Wow, Elliot's coming in hot. Oh my god, <laughs> that, that one actually that one actually looks better than the helmet. That looks like okay, an AI surround, surround created an AI. I'm not talking about the label. I'm talking about the design, man. I'm not talking. Yeah. About talking well, about I mean the the label. Does the design? I mean, they there's a lot of bad design album covers. I know it's the music first, but still, you, you can sell more records if you have a good cover. Elliot, I'm sorry. I love you, and I don't want you to hate me. I just, I don't, I don't Wait. like that cover. I'm sorry. Well, I'm sorry you don't like it. <laughs> but I you ain't be got friends shit on it either. I want to be friends with you. I'm not. I'm not shitting on that. I'm just shitting you know, on that. You know what? 2023 Wait, did not have enough of. We did not, and we didn't thoroughly review it. We probably have to go another round this year, but we've done record cleaning. How many record oh God. cleaning have we seen? I don't. I, I'm not talking about down. restoration no. because there you hasn't know, been Nick, that I many restorations. Have, uh, top five worst we of need the our fingers and our toes, and then some to count the she number. Of times we watched people, and yes, we watched, and they got good views. The record Nick. Chance doesn't have enough soundboard for Those this. Got, yeah, I, 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 I'm on, I know yeah. that's what I'm saying, man. It's like, I mean, uh, but, but nobody this, discussed that was a big thing last year. It was. Everybody, well, well, Nick, Nick, sir, I, sure. I, 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 uh, I average somewhere my videos average somewhere between fifty and two hundred views. I like total. I like. I've, I've got a. I've got a video that's four years old that's about making your own homebrew record cleaning solution. Almost 8,000 views. Yep, absolutely. Every, everybody. I just everybody, did one every, myself. I haven't dropped it yet. Everybody that's <laughs> new to buying records, they go out and they buy yep. some used records. They come back. They're crispy as fuck. Arnaldo has oh, the means to take care of it. And it's still messed up. So there's other people though that don't. So I get why people want to know how, because I remember at, at some oh, points, like yeah, buying some used yeah. records and, and I was listening to people going like Jeff party and Baraka P dub. They were playing back these old records they were finding and they, they were playing back perfectly. And like, yeah. how the hell are you finding that? I ain't finding that out here. Yeah. You know where I'm going. I'm, that, that's not happening here. But then you start to learn some methods. It makes sense. I get it. But Absolutely. I think what ends up happening, though, is that instead of just kind of going, here's a method that I found that works for me, people go, here's what you should do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
what you should do is whatever it is that works for you. If, if, if you've ever brought a, a, a crispy record home and it works good after you've done whatever that thing is that you do to what you do, the voodoo that you do, then just keep doing that and don't worry about Ooh. anybody else. Just love it and, exactly. and listen to that record. Exactly. It's, it's, you found exactly. the right thing to do. Exactly. There, there's a there's a lot of different ways to get there. Right. It, it was just a point that I, I think hasn't everyone done one? I mean, almost. And if the, and we're all guilty, we've all watched at least three of them from beginning to say, end. And we have our own methods, but we've done it to support each I, other. I, 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 all right. Forget about the cleaning. Buy the records from Japan because they're always clean. Yeah. Right? yeah I want to thank George for recommending so, this box. This box is phenomenal. So hang on. So hang on. Before, before we get to the most of the time, I, this, this is a great segue because we have two panelists who did a, a virtual a box on another channel, Michael Ricefields. And Michael has talked to me about this this idea before about you have a virtual shopper where you you pay somebody that literally they have some kind of device where they literally will do the the, the, the record shopping for you. So they did a beta test, which went to a live video. I'm going to put you guys together because you guys are partners in crime on this. <clears throat> so what, what did you think about this experience? Well, first of all, I don't want to tell the story too long. I'm getting a lot of criticism on this. But the basic premise is understood. Everybody understand the basic premise. Somebody else shop for you. You watch on a device. You can instruct them, turn the record mm -hmm. over, ask questions. They'll do it, right? You know, that's a good idea to have. To, you know how we're trying to transfer from coal to uh, other resources? Oh, Get all the coal miners who wear those lights to wear those head cams. <laughs> and they can go for record shoppers through record stores and do that because they're used to wearing those head cams. Okay. He was wearing a GoPro or something on his chest, and then he was flipping through the records, and we went to five different record stores. I bought about 18 records, and Jason bought three records, but the box set that he bought and, – and here's the thing, man. That dude, we, we had him take it to the front counter, pull that thing out, and he got that thing for a price that I'm not going to say, but it was good. And uh, he <laughs> – and there it is in his hands. It wasn't and, too expensive, uh, was it? It wasn't even close to being expensive. Yeah, that shouldn't be too expensive. That it was, so. yes, but it was a fraction of what you could get it for. Oh, good, good in America. Eat me, eat me, eat me. Put a match to it. And to make up for my uh, hatred of the uh, red wow. and blue, wow. I got the Beatles Forever, which is actually I'd never seen it before. It's the red and blue uh, box, but it is pure, fresh, uh, with OBs, brand new, smells like nice. grandma's house. Oh, it has them inside. Nice. I have it's the individual. Got inside. I have the and Japanese got, individual, no box. No, and it's, yeah, and you know, it's got inside, it's got the posters and the, the discographies and all the nice. stuff in it and all the extra bits, but it sounds incredible. It is the only time second to that box that Jason's holding where I thought that the Japanese beat the UK original. Wow. Wow. I guess and I'll have to listen to my Japanese versions of those. It was super duper affordable. 
how long did it take to get it shipped back? Did they send it on a, a uh as a matter of fact, we had it back in less than a week like from the, the day oh. that we shopped. No, they just FedExed wow. it. As a matter of fact, me and Jason were texting each other and I said, Oh, look, look what just showed up. And it was like there's a big box at my door. I thought I had a uh an Amazon delivery which I did. And I went up to get it. And, and the guy that lives upstairs, he's like, there's this other box for you here. It's really heavy. I went, what nice. are you talking about? So I picked the thing up and I was like, wow. And I brought it back down and I, and I texted Jason, she sent him a picture. I go, look, they, it, it's already here. It was like, we hadn't even paid for it. That was this recent trip. Yeah. We, awesome. it, it got to us before we really even had a chance. Well, that's to because they're ahead like 14 hours or something. Wow. Well, yeah. It's also that's just, that's it's great. a, it, they've, they've got a good system. For it? Does the buyer pay the, the shopper pay for it? And then you pay him. Yeah. So the shoppers going off a company card, picks out all the r- records and goes through them. And then we'll take them up to the front. He'll, he'll open them up. We could see the, the every single record that I got, I don't know about Jason's situation, but every single record that I got was near mint. It, there's no spindle wear on any of these records. There is no scuffs. There's no markings. They look like they have never been played. They and several they were, shops for one they were shop. Graded as VG plus. Huh? Several shops for one shop. Five shops. Oh, and what's the commission on the shopper? You pay the shopper t- like whatever his uh, cost is an hour. In this case, it was like twenty bucks an hour, and they picked up the cost for us on this 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 thing for the shopper. So I mean, we paid for the records and the shipping, and the shipping how works often does it happen? Whenever you want, it's just a. Oh. a it's like a, there's a website. You click on it, you make a, an account, and then it says like there's a ca- like a, a, a calendar. When do you want to shop? And you just click the date. What shopper do you want? Where do you want to shop? And you go uh, here. Okay, and well, here's the available shoppers. Let's see if these guys are available. Pick your shopper. Wow. We had a guy named was this Jose Carlos. Carlos, Carlos. I watched the and, video. Yeah, and Carlos. Uh, and and it, the funny thing was is that Carlos was in it. Like I was thinking, like he'd be very removed, and it'd be hard to communicate with him. But it's just like all of us right now. Carlos was on there, and we were. I was making jokes with him like all the time. You know, hey, turn left and go down there. You know, it like, looks like the red the red light district, man. Let's go down there for a minute. You know, he's like, ah, and he's he's turning the corner, and and then we 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 went up to a record shop that was supposed to be open, that was supposed to be the big one, and it was closed. And we're like, uh, and he goes, ah, there's one right around the corner, and we're walking down the street with them. Oh, that turns awesome. the corner, goes into this other shop, and then things got interesting because they had the stuff on the bottom, you know, the dollar bin stuff. Yeah. And he started going through that and, and, and Jason was like, well, let's stay there, you know? And we just kept nice. going through that stuff. And it was just like, you know, they would, they would normally be common records in 1977. Yeah. You know, if you were in a record store in 77, this would be what you, it's oh, not what you sweet. see in a common shop nowadays, yeah. unless it's beat to hell and it's down at the bottom and you know, no, most people don't want to go down there you know, underneath the bins where you're, de- you know, going through the dollar record stuff, the stuff they had down there was just as good as anything that you would find up in the bin. And, um, it was, it was, it was, it was fun. It was fun to do. Man, you want to comment like on this one? This seems like, this seems like a really high charge. <laughs> I don't know what he's, I don't know what the easy now boy down boy is looking at thinking about. Elliot, what did you say paid for the service, George? 
I'm sorry. The service is that you pay the shopper by the hour. So, like for instance, okay, did, you, did if, you pay him? Because you just said, I thought you said that you paid for the records and the shipping, and somebody the, else that time them. because we were testing the system out. So they paid for the guy. But oh, cool. If we would have had to do it, it would have been three hours worth of stuff. It would have been sixty extra dollars to have the the shopping done. It wouldn't have been a big deal to me, considering that. I bought, I don't know, 19, 20 records almost. Is this guy walking around or is he driving? He's walking. And, and, and that's the other thing. After he leaves the shop, you get to walk down the street with him. It's like first person, person yeah. shooting. Yeah. Exactly. And you're, you're walking down like the road in Shibuya and like, you're looking like there's a store over there. There's a store over there. This one has jazz. That one has this. And that one has that, you know? It, do you it, meet the person? Do you see him ahead of time? Like, hi? Do you, no, he hey. never showed his face to us. And I think that that's okay because he wants to just be, you know, who he is. But he was talking to us and he was, uh, you know, affable. You know, he was, he, it was, he was. Does bantering. he know music at all? He, yeah, he, he knew. He okay, knew. What so we, it wasn't just. Okay. I told him at the beginning, I said, I'm looking for the lion and the cobra by Sinead O'Connor. And he goes, there's no Sinead O'Connor in Japan. I went, we'll, we'll find out. Why would that be? So we actually went on these things. We're like, there's 80s pop. Let's go there. What, would it be in rock? Would it be over here? And we could not, we never found a single Sinead O'Connor record. That's what he said. <laughs> and whatever he said was right. Cool. Wow. Um, so okay. hearing, hearing all that, so two things. Yeah. It's a long video. It's almost a three-hour video. I think if Michael, not to take my advice, if you cut it up, I think it's worth watching because it's an interesting concept, and I've told him that privately. Which channel is it on? It's on Michael. Yeah. It's on Ricefield's. So it's on Michael Ricefield's channel. Oh, okay. Which, which I know can be a polarizing thing, but I would, I would recommend you know at least checking it out, or if he, if he, first he, time, if he, or if he checks out, you know, like little clips of it. It's, it's well Did worth. Did you get those in Japan? Yeah. Yeah. And they're brand new spanking mint. Copies. Those are great records, especially yeah. season glass. You know what's funny is that I didn't like Elephant's Memory, but this is this is where they actually play good. That's the only thing they've done good in my. That's opinion. right. You're right. That's you're. Yeah. I agree completely. Yeah, I don't know what it was, but it was they're tighter there, sort of. So all that said, guys, hearing how this works, Brandon, Arnaldo, Nick, Elliot, anyway. Mazzy, is this something you could see catching on, or is this very niche? Like, because I, I kind of go back and forth. I, I think the con and it, it needs a little bit more proof of concept. But for if you're trying to buy records in other countries, I think it's a really interesting idea, Nick. Yeah, I I think it it'll be a home run. I mean, right now we have DoorDash, and a dasher goes to the pharmacy, over to the uh, you know liquor store, stops at the restaurant, takes the food back to the customer. And customers happy. I see it. I see it taking off. I need to get a head GoPro and I need to dig through like fifteen boxes of a dizzy stuff in the garage. <laughs> yeah, for sure, absolutely. Does everyone remember Alex Dickey doing the DoorDash record with pizza? I mean, Alex Dickey was ahead of his time. Rest in peace, Alex Dickey. Wherever yeah. you are. When, when, when it that? comes to the Japanese story, story, I definitely think it could be a home run with that for sure. What was that? Yeah. The reason I mentioned hands on it. I'm sorry, go ahead. What, what this is, is an OG right. American uh, live evil Black Sabbath. Wow. Oh, okay. And it, uh, it was like eight bucks. 
Wow. Wow. Uh, and this one, I just had so, to get it for the, the point. Yeah. You know, I Jimmy have Page, Sean Bonham, Jeff They're terrible records, but they're interesting, right? Yeah. Well, this one's not terrible. This is, uh, Good you know. Good playing on it. It's so, great. So Jazz Bums Mike says Deep Groove Mono uses a similar Japanese service on this channel. Works well. So it, it apparently it's yeah, The on. reason I mentioned DoorDash is I, I use them in my restaurant. And that's how I'm familiar with them. This is the Steve Hackett solo album uh, that uh, Jason uh, talked me into, and I jumped on it. It was less than you know twelve bucks, and uh, it's it, incredible. You know, it's it, you know, it's Steve Hackett solo. So, Brandon, you were saying because I know you're a Japanese collector. It's one of the, like one of your lands you go in. Is this something that you would explore? Because there, there. I mean, we've talked about albums. You're still looking for Japanese pressings. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think when you look at just the cost of, you know, getting stuff from over there and, and uh, I definitely think it's something that could be worth it. Yeah. You know, you like the- any, any single album on Discogs or whatever. And like, you know, album $19 and shipping's 26. Like, by the time you put 15, 20 albums together and I guess there's nothing that says you can't do it like in two or three people watching the camera all at one time. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, all of the, all, including that Beatles box set. And all those records I just showed with shipping at the end of the day, my portion was like 250 bucks. Yeah. You with shipping. Like, just, just like now, you have like eight people watching one shopper and just having them buy everything in the freaking store. I mean, yeah, that sounds, I, th- I think it's something they can catch. Arnaldo, what do you think about this? Definitely. Yeah. I may even check it out. Let's see. Yeah. Okay. Elliot, is this, I mean, because I know. In the Carolinas, there's a certain way you hunt for records. This, this is very progressive. Is this something that you would consider? I mean, because they don't have these like Cracker Barrel or, or you they know. They might not have Chris Hillman, but they will have I'm sure. I bet you they will have Chris Hillman. Uh, the, uh, I, I think the key here is Japan. I don't know that this would work in other places. Right. But there's just so much good, great stuff in Japan in such good condition. Uh, I, th- I think japan works but you know I, I i would question you couldn't do it domestically very well, well I, I think i think some kid in the midwest that wants massey to go shopping for him at amiibo yeah, i've had discussions would be awesome. nick's been on here and nick isn't near record stores nick's not near yeah. a place so there's yeah. a lot of people like nick i hate to point of you you've even no, mentioned that right. to me and other people yeah they don't Absolutely. have this and instead of you know doing a chance on uh excuse me pun there <laughs> doing it <laughs> taking a chance again on um you know online somewhere you can someone you know goes out and does this whatever yeah i'm very i'm very dependent on i don't don't think i would use it because i I think i'm past the point of wanting some things out of japan i mean i i i'm kind of slowing down with my collecting if i come across something even when i went to um and i met arnaldo and all the new yorkers and jason i loved it i like i only bought nine records it almost wasn't even about buying records, but meeting all these like vinyl yeah. community people in New York. And um, I love that. So I think it's a great idea. It's not, I'm not the audience. What probably. about, I'm thinking like the UK, because there's like a lot of people after UK. And to your point, Elliot, yeah, Japanese are known for their condition and conditions paramount. But could, could something like this work in the UK? Because the OBC, the OBC is basically that without the markup. I mean, so you're you're doing what the OBC does, and not I'm not taking away from the OBC. So I don't want anyone capturing this video saying right. I'm it's not that, but right. it's basically having buy a buyer. But you're not, you know, obviously not someone's not checking out all the pristine copies, and the, but it'll be a lot less money. Someone could go to the OBC. I mean, excuse me, through uh, 
like a record fair in the UK or record stores in the UK. Yeah, yeah this is it's be great. A difference. It's a difference between somebody sort of like vetting the records and curating them for you and developing a collection of them yeah. that you can draw from because they offer them in it in a store. Whereas in this situation, you're just going into the store and watching somebody flip. Yeah. And you're, you're, you know, there's, there's a little bit of that, you know, that taste of, we all know, I don't know if we should say it out loud, but you get that little vibe when you're flipping through the records in the record store. And then you find that thing and you go, Ooh, you know, maybe I like this one there. That's still there. Break out the lube. Well, it's still there. That that kind of high of oh, like shit, seeing shit. something, you know, mm-hmm. you Absolutely. see something you weren't expecting to see, yeah. and then you go, "Oh, like I didn't think about that." That's the, endor- the other the fun endorphins. part. You know? the, yeah. the fun Do they work part. off of just list as well? Like, is it something you can send them a list of forty things ahead of time? Yeah, you, what you can do is you can go ahead it. ahead of time and say, "These are the things I'm looking for." And then they, you know, they will know exactly what you want. Like that's what happened with me. They said, "What are some stuff you're looking for?" Yeah. And originally, I was looking for um, this uh, original UK track of Tommy, and uh, the, you know that's another thing that people forget is that Japanese buyers were traveling around the world in in, in you know in the nineties yeah. in the early two thousands buying up American buying records and bringing and them back are. to Japan. So you can, they, they still are. I've gone to okay. two record yeah. stores last year, and they both told me, oh, the store's in a little bit of a mess because there were some Japanese buyers that kind of wiped out mm-hmm. most of the store. Sorry, sorry. We've so, got a, a meltdown in the in the gallery. I was going to get oh, you here. Uh, Eddie, Eddie, and it's physical media. I said, what is the fee for the Japanese buyer or Michael? Um, and I only asked that because now he's saying, what's the fucking fee? So I, I want to make sure. Hey, first of all, heard. Michael 45 has nothing to do with this. Michael Ricefield Michael has Rice nothing Rice. to do with this. The company itself simply makes an extra bit on the shipping. So me and Jason had a box this tall shipped with the 20 records that I just showed you plus his three. It was a total of a hundred dollars on top of all the records we bought. Right. So then you, you, the other thing that you would do is pay the shopper by the hour and his hourly fee is sitting there. So you can choose on the website, what shopper you want based on the hourly fee that they choose. If you, you know, what's funny is there's guys that are down in LA. They're like 45 bucks an hour. Hmm. Then there's guys in, in, in Japan that are like, 18 bucks an hour. Mm-hmm. Half the price. I'm sorry. I got to check out. My battery's about to die. Yeah, now let's start winding care. this down because yeah, I know, I know, I know care, we got the hot takes and all this. Yeah, so. Y'all, y'all take was, care. Enjoy it. Bye, Elliot. Good to see you. It's, 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 it's like w- the fee is the, the, the cost of the person that's doing the shopping plus the shipping. That's it. But otherwise, you're paying the cover price of the records and you see them. When you they pull them up and they they show you what they are, does and he does he translate or do you, do you have a some kind of transfer? We had we had somebody translating yeah. for us on watching on on the site. <laughs> <laughs> easy easy yeah. now is this on easy Savage yeah. Down Alert? That, I don't think <laughs> Elliot has a pacemaker battery yeah. situation. Okay, so and, and what was the name? What was the name of the site again? I'm sorry. It's uh, Avatar 
dot net. Is that right, Jason? Okay. But yeah, the avatar is spelled with a W A W A T A R, not with a V. It's with a a W. Avatar, really. Yeah, okay. a very interesting com. Yeah, there it is. Avatar. It's a very interesting concept. I think it's got legs, and I think that. You know, I, as long as the technology, the Wi-Fi, I know Michael had, had piloted this, I guess, or talked about this channel months ago. And I know Wi-Fi was a, is an issue, right? You want to make sure that the Wi-Fi connection is good because obviously you're like live streaming on remote mobility, et cetera, et cetera. So probably like more urban cities, more international cities that probably have more towers and better Wi-Fi connects probably, you know, like you wouldn't be coming to Cedar Hill, Missouri and doing something like this, but um, I, I think it's interesting. I mean, I, I'm not a big uh, Japanese specific pressing kind of person, but UK pressings are things that, like we were talking about, Brandon said, $19 record, $30 shipping. That's a that's a disqualifier. I bet you they have that seal record, uh, Brandon. <laughs> I, I know what Brandon's doing. I right was now. Is Mazzy inciting? Was that a Warner Brothers? Um, no. It, we have was on Arista. Um, Arista? No. I thought it? it was on Wea, but maybe I'm, I'm trying to remember now. It's the crazy guy, right? Actually, I'm looking on the. Oh, no, you're right. It was Warner Brothers. I'm sorry. It yeah. was Warner Brothers. Yeah. I'm going to ask around. I have a friend that worked for Warner Brothers during those years, and I just I, I doubt he would have it, but he's in the Bay Area and he's actually in Berkeley. What a um, great way to wrap up the live stream. We've got more. We had Arnaldo. We're going to look for the '67 uh, Pepper yeah. album for him. Now we've got Mazzy working back channels to get Brandon the seal. Record. I don't know. I just I'll ask. That's all. I appreciate it. Appreciate it, Mazzy. Yeah. Well, I think it's been a, a fun show outside of a couple of detours and some of my long yarn story time. I was, I was channeling my Elliot Cruz and I was trying to do some pop culture stuff, which failed miserably. So I got to remember my audience. Apologies. No one needs to VCLT um, some Chris Hillman to George Borden. I'm such an asshole. <laughs> I'm sure there's some in the Dizzy collection, right? Mazzy? Uh, no, I, I, I wish s- there was. Um, there there I, was some those Tony Reiser albums, and those went for 100, 100 bucks a pop. So that's why I, 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 wants to send me, I have no idea those were Sugar going. Hill Gang records. I'll, 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 <laughs> I'll take those. I have no idea those Tony Rice were. Actually, I have three, George. Do you need the Sugar Hill Gang, like like the main one with Rapper's Delight? Do you need that? Totally one? do, dude. Okay. You BCLT me that all day long. Yeah, just Hillman and the Sugar Hill Gang for a while. I'll trade you. I'll trade you for my spare copy of Sex Packets. Everyone clamors for Graham Parsons and Gene Clark because they're the hipster. Gene Clark's on Sugar Hill. They're the dead birds. But when you know you get the living birds like Roger McGuinn and. Chris Hillman, <laughs> fuck them, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> throw, out the, throw out the banjos. Let's bring in Walker, the 808s. You don't give a shit. Roger McGuinn, he made some bad solo records. That's why. Like he, he, I bet you you've never heard him, Jason. Oh, he was like, he's like the third singer okay. in Manassas, Mazzy. Come on, dude. He was, in, he was great in Manassas. He was, those are great records. Those yeah, he did one, one good mandolin solo on that double record. I mean, Roger McGuinn, you just have to watch him in that Dylan documentary, The Rolling Thunder, and he's playing Eight Miles High, right? And then you see Joan Baez dancing, and then you know. You know what? What is going on here? Knock this off. You let know? this go. Let, Mazzy, think let of, this go, okay, dude. Think let of this every go. band. That it, and they 
they don't attribute that 12th string to George Harrison. And George Harrison on Hard Day's Night, what, what, that's where Roger McGuinn saw the Rickenbacker 12th string. But every all these jingle jangle groups like REM and all the jingle jangle groups attributed to Roger McGuinn and the birds. That's where the sound Because came. they didn't go back far enough. And every time that I listen to the birds, I attribute it to but, George you know, the Beatles really yeah. didn't – George didn't have – except for a couple of tracks, didn't really have that jingles, jangle, 12-string sound. It was different playing. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, we're going to wrap up the three. One of these days, Mazzy will win. He's like the dentist in the Pink Panther. One of these days. I want to thank everyone. To go like that. Again, everyone that joined us. Oh, Ma- Mazzy's got that new chip in his uh, – his, uh, Whoa. Uh, How are you doing that? Wow. When you have a Mac, a laptop, like the last few years, there's a chip in it that wow. I know What's I didn't know it accidentally. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, I was on some live stream and I, I kind of did this. Oh, there we go. I did that, and that oh, showed up. I said, what the fuck this? is that? <laughs> That's an Astro Guide flat factory spontaneously combusted in Nick's backyard. <laughs> I want to thank everybody for joining in the gallery on the dais. Always a good conversation. We can keep this going, but Daddy's tired too. And Mr. Right. Hall of Fame, I'm so Appreciate glad it, to finally met you, man. I really, uh, out of all these people, I know all these guys yeah. and I love them all. Nice but I'm so glad to finally be able to talk to you. Brandon's got the he's got, got to meet you too, Brandon, man. You're a cool guy. Fact, while we were chatting here, I, I went and pulled up your channel, saw that I wasn't subbed to us. So I just subbed to your channel. So sorry, dude. Don't watch too much of that, or else it'll get into your mind and it'll be bad. Hey, for Sunday you. night, he does Sunday night live streams every Sunday. Hang on, Jason's yeah. got to Jason's got to show one more record. He's he's taking <laughs> up for Jose real quick. Shout out to Nathaniel Mars for sending me the Sun Ra. Ah, nice. Oh, no. nice work, Mars man. Nice work, Mars man. All right, we're gonna sign off. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. And that was another trip around the turntable. Thanks for listening to Vinyl Community Podcasts. 